this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from iLikeYou.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at iLikeYou.com. Now, let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hue Virtual Chat. Well, it's a little blustery and snowy today in Winnipeg. Of course, we can expect probably these snowfalls until at least Mother's Day. Anyways, I was told that the groundhog did see a shadow and we are forecasted to have a long, hot, and wonderful summer, so who knows. But anyways, we are talking about vaccines today, so I want to open up the doors to all of our beautiful, beautiful Hue Virtual Chat ladies. And I want to hear everybody's opinion. Oh, look at everybody's got sweaters on. Come on, Kirsten. Come on, be tough. <laughs> I, I opened up my garage door today. Cynthia, it's snowing. Like, it's like, oh, it's just, no. I can't. Oh, and there's Robin. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, you can unmute yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, let's get on with the uh, topic. That's the topic, right, of everything. It's not, hi, how are you? It's, hi, have you been vaccinated yet? <laughs> and which vaccine? And where did you go? And how long was the lineup? And who did you, did you, you know, get the leftover shots? Ay, ay, ay. Well, I'm going to actually go to, like, Cynthia first, since you are our great over-the-pond, across-the-pond correspondent, and I know you're, like, light years ahead of us here in poor Canada. Um, I mean, this is old news, right? Because almost everybody's vaccinated there, young and old. Well, it, it is and isn't old news. I mean, there's still lots of the debate, mm -hmm. I think, wherever it's going on. Um, yeah, I mean, they have hit, for those over 18, 65% of the adult population has now been vaccinated with at least one shot. Mm -hmm. um, the big effort's actually to get the second shots in the first group, which are the over 50s. Um, and that, that I think, takes them to about like 27 million. And they're on 10 and a half million today. And that only started like two or three weeks ago. Wow. So, yeah. So now rather than June for my second, um, which was an AstraZeneca shot, mm -hmm. um, the first 24 hours are you feel lousy and then you feel fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it looks like, you know, most likely by May, I will actually probably gotten my second dose. So yeah. fingers crossed. Okay. So I'm, yeah, I'm curious now because, you know, we're less, there's a big rush over here where we are because yeah. they lessened it to 40 and over. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so you've got, so you'll have both your shots by May. So does that just like take a huge weight off your shoulders and you're just going to go running free and wild with no mask or I, 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 yeah, um, that's a really, really good question. Um, so, I mean, I've had my one vaccine, 
Mm -hmm. um, masks and social distancing or physical distancing are still a thing. Mm -hmm. um, they're still applied and still with the hand washing or um, um, hand sanitization, hand sanitizer, gel, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just literally what you do everywhere you go. Right. Um, no if, ands, or buts. It's just what you do um, into places. Um, so, you know, the rules did relax for outdoors. You can have up to six people from different households. So, right. I mean, I've been taking the train. London's only an hour away, so I've been going in and visiting friends. Um, I've had a couple of folks come and visit me here in my town. So I have actually been meeting with people uh, and so forth. And then there's the negotiation. So yeah. do, do you hug? Do we elbow bump? Do we just not do? And, you know, that's really down to a personal preference. Um, I am so starved for human touch that I instantly, I offer a hug. Uh, but along with that is the UK government has also implemented um, I can take two free uh, lateral flow tests a week. So I'm now actually testing myself twice a week um, wow. to make sure that with all my interaction that I am not getting sick and become a carrier, even if I'm asymptomatic. And that's part of the process of opening it up. It's just, it, you can open it up, but you got to put some other controls in place. And um, is it perfect? No, but it's better than nothing. Um, and mm -hmm. at this point, that's what we're doing. And um, here they are sophisticated because I ordered on the website. 24 hours later, I got seven tests and I do them every four to five days. And I go on the website. I put in my um, UK health number and mm -hmm. log the details. And it shows up in my health tracking app. And it says, you've been tested, you were negative on these dates. And in between it, it's also tracking every venue that I go into, I scan the the uh, barcode into every venue so it knows where I'm at. So if there's ever a positive or with another guest, I also get alerted immediately on that. And that puts me into immediate isolation for 14 days. Wow, well, how long do you think that system's gonna get to take to get to Canada, <laughs> like sometime in uh, yeah. 2023. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hopefully not. I no. mean, really hopefully not. It's, um, you know, the vaccines are the first step. And it, I think at this point, it doesn't really matter which one. Yeah, there's incidences of things that are not good. Um, here, AstraZeneca um, is, um, I think it's the 30 and over or 35 and over mm -hmm. is uh, who they're giving it to. So yeah. Wow. Um, at this point, I think most people would generally, I'll take a vaccine. Just, just give me one. I'll yeah. take one. But probably Cynthia, you know, and hopefully, yep. you know, you are the majority that are doing all of these checks and, hopefully. you know, using this system that sounds amazing and would definitely help with contact tracing because that's the biggest thing, right? Mm -hmm. Is getting, doing all that contact tracing. Um, Robin, I know that you've been vaccinated. And, you know, that it was a, you know, it wasn't like a yes for sure I'm doing it because you do have uh, pre-existing health conditions. And so I want to kind of talk about, because we've seen surveys on social media or whatever that other media outlets and radio stations are doing. And there's a huge number of people that are not, are not taking the vaccine. And that could be also people maybe with, again, pre-existing health conditions too. But, I mean, it wasn't uh, just a... Yeah, for sure, for you, right? Uh, look, 
<clears throat> truth be told, it was, um, okay, I have an option. If I get COVID because of what my heart condition is, chances are I'll die. Um, and so it was kind of like, like I thought about it because I had uh, like, you know, I had some friends who, um, spooky friends, mediums go, mm, I don't know about this. And I was like, uh, look, if I get COVID, I'm absolutely dead. So I may as well have a, a vaccine. And so for me, when I got offered it, like I went straight away to start finding out where I could get it. And um, there was, you know, there is the hype about blood clots and this and that. And I'm like, you have a higher rate on birth control of getting a blood clot than you do on AstraZeneca. And I think like what, what highlights stuff for me is that we're watching for side effects of the vaccines, right? Everyone's cognizant mm. of it, everyone's reporting it. But for flu or, you know, any of the other vaccines, we're not reporting in the same way the, like, side effects of it. So we don't, we, we're not actually cognizant of how much other stuff happens or other things. We only, we're only keeping a close eye on it because it's brand new. And, and then I've heard people, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine who's an ER nurse last night in the US and she said, I'm not getting it. And I went, what? And she goes, I'm not getting vaccinated because we don't know the long-term effects. And I'm like, true, but we know the long-term effects of COVID. Right. And so like it was about midnight we were having this conversation and uh, I was like, that was a really interesting thing. I know that we don't know the long term effects of the vaccination. And, you know, that's part of why I think some people don't want it. Um, there's all the conspiracy theories running around about the nanobots that are in the vaccine and they're going to be able to follow us. But. I mean, in reality, I say something now near my near my phone and it pops up on Facebook. It goes, oh, you want a photography course? And I'm like, what? Hang on. And I talk to someone about photography. I'm like, if we don't think that that stuff's probably happening anyway, like, like really, test it out. Say something random. I tried some really ridiculous thing the other day. I said... I had my phone, you know, just sitting next to me and I made some random statement. I popped up on Facebook the next day and it was like wildly out there. And I went, yeah, you know, I, I, I want a better chance of living for me because of my health condition. So I'm going to have it. I took AstraZeneca. Um, I had a bit of a headache that night. And that was it, uh, you know, I hear that sometimes for any of the vaccinations, the second one has people feel a little ickier, but, uh, you know, like there was a huge thing with polio years ago and we vaccinated people and it's pretty much like gone. So I'm just... <laughs> I'm willing to, to, you know, run the gauntlet and, and go for it. And I respect people's choice. Mm -hmm. But then I sit here and go, 
if I want to go home to Australia, they are talking about saying, unless you're vaccinated, you can't come. Mm -hmm. And then I've got, I hear all these people, that's infringing on my rights. Well, actually, it's not. You have a choice. Mm -hmm. Like, you have a choice. And, um, you know, I'm, I, like, I'm like, if, if I want to go somewhere, I, I get to make a choice. And I want to go home at some stage. Australia this week yes. like, broke my heart. They've mm -hmm. been talking about potentially not opening up to lots of international travel until 2024. Wow. And I'm, it broke my heart to see mm. that. And then, you know, they don't think that will be the case, but... I'm going to do everything humanly possible to get home and get home healthy oh. because I I just, this weekend, my uh, great nephews are 15 months old and they went to their first national football game and they're there with this huge crowd and I'm like, I'm here in Canada stuck in my apartment. What am I doing? <laughs> Oh, well, it was beautiful, too, because they opened up the borders between New Zealand and Australia, and they were just on the news last night showing the airport yep. reuniting and hugging, and, mm. and it was like you're watching something like, oh, wow, it almost looked foreign, it almost looked like, and then you kind of think about it and going, oh, my God, how long has it been? It, it is, so it's crazy. This, like... New Zealand's starting to vaccinate. My understanding is they have Pfizer, but most people are not vaccinated in New Zealand because they shut down. They shut down hard. They get two cases, they shut down. Australia had two cases in Brisbane and they shut down. Mm -hmm. Bang. And and so I heard I heard one of the um, you know, federal government people say like Oh, well, I think, no, I think it was Ontario government said, well, we're not trying to get to zero. We can't expect that. And I'm like, why not? Other countries have. Mm -hmm. Like, why not? And then, I'm sorry, I'm hogging the time. I'm very passionate about this because I can't get home. <laughs> um, uh, and I, I, I just sit here, Australia, their vaccination program is not doing good at the moment. You know, I've been chatting with my mum and she's like, stupid government, I still can't get it. She's like 84. And, um, but, but they've shut down, they've shut down hard. People have dug it in, even if they didn't want to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the only cases in Australia over the last, I think, seven days were cases that came in on international travel. Yeah. Um, and, and I watch my friends in Australia and New Zealand booking flights and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm soon. Like, I, want, I want that here. So yeah. if, if, uh, if we have to shut borders between provinces and... Mm -hmm. um, if we have to, like, really lock down and lock down hard, let's let's do it instead of playing this. Oh, half do it. Oh, it's gone up again. Oh, let's half. Oh, oh. I know. I, kudos, kudos. I think Manitoba have done better than most of the mm -hmm. rest of Canada after the second wave. They, you know, 
hung in there longer with restrictions and, you know, uh, doing some things early on in this third wave that may be, but hey, what can I say to people? Make a choice for yourself. Do it informed though mm-hmm. and, and make the choice that works for you. But if you don't take the vaccine, I'm going to just put it out there. Don't complain if people won't let you into places. <laughs> yes, okay. most definitely. Well, you can't have it both ways. Really. Well, you might not be able to. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Charlotte. Did I destroy our business by saying my piece? <laughs> She's shaking her head right now. Uh, I want to, oh, hi, Jenny. It's so good to see you. So I want you to actually share, okay, you've been vaccinated too. So, you know, kind of share your story and sort of your experience. Because I think we're all going to go through our own personal experience with this. Yes. Um, Thanks, Tracy. Yeah, it's great to be here. So I'm 61, which means that for the AstraZeneca, I qualify. However, it's now a month since I had the vaccine and there's a little clinic close by our house that offers um, not just uh, medical, but also, you know, sports rehabilitation. And I think there's a gym facility there. It's sort of all in one. And my husband had used this clinic for, um, he had some rehab stuff that he needed to do. And so then because he's in the system there, they had said, well, we're opening up this pop-up clinic for vaccinations and you go online and you fill out this form. And so I filled out the form for my husband. And of course, since none of us qualify for any of the options, we all answered no to everything and submitted it. And no surprise, we were uh, denied uh, access to come and get our vaccine. So it's okay. So then I resubmitted for myself and got a response back right away that yes, I was accepted and here's my appointment date and and so on. And I believe it was because there was a a cancellation because again, they're using the AstraZeneca uh, vaccines and because they have to be uh, refrigerated or in the freezer, once the doses come out, unless you use all the doses uh, um, immediately or within, I don't know how many hours or days or whatever, then whatever's left over has to be thrown out. And so what they're trying to do then in that case is try to get as many people in as possible. So I was able to get get my vaccine and I had no side effects at all. It didn't even hurt going in. And I thought, okay, did he actually put the needle in my arm? (laughs) And I had, I had someone take a picture of me uh, with them giving me the needle, but I, my arm was not sore. I had no side effects at all. And I waited to think, okay, well, maybe I'll get side effects. I had none. I had more side effects from when I got the flu shot and had a sore arm. <laughs> but uh, but I was I was happy to get it uh, mm-hmm. for a couple of reasons. One, because I'm in my early 60s, and even though I'm healthy, I don't want to take any chances. Mm-hmm. But there's also I have a granddaughter who's three and a half, and my daughter's a nurse, and said basically, you know, even with the flu shot, if you want to see your granddaughter you make sure that you're getting your shots to make sure that you're healthy. And I'm so glad I did because even though it's only the first dose and even though there's information, I don't know who to believe or what to believe, but anyway, what they're saying is that the first dose gives you some protection, but then if we have to wait four months, does that reduce the effectiveness of that first dose? 
And I know that I was talking to someone who has relatives in BC and they are giving the second dose a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. And so that makes me think that, first of all, none of the provinces are, are on the same board as far as vaccine rollout or mm-hmm. first and second shot and is it AstraZeneca and so on and so forth. But I know that there was some concern about AstraZeneca because they said there's a chance of blood clots, but actually there's more chance of getting a blood clot with COVID. And believe you me, I do not want to uh, contract COVID. And I've heard of people actually getting vaccinated who have dropped their guards. So there are no masks and no Mm -hmm. social distancing. And it's like, hey, I got my first vaccine shot and I can go out and do whatever I want. And then they still contract COVID. Yeah. So we cannot let our guard down until what they say about herd immunity or more people becoming vaccinated. And it's funny because my husband, who eventually was able to receive the vaccine, he contacted his doctor to make an appointment. And the first question they asked was, are you vaccinated? And he was able to say, yes, I am. But if he had said no, could he have then had that appointment? So I think about what Robin was saying in terms of, are they going to be asking for proof of vaccination to travel, to go to a gym? Like, we don't know, we don't know what's going on. So it's just, it's just crazy. But all I can say is I'm glad I was able to get my vaccine and uh, I'm still following all the protocols to make sure that I'm safe and I keep others safe as well. You, wow, you make it very, very, (laughs) (laughs) I'll just say interesting, interesting. So, okay, I'm going to now talk a little bit because I've heard and and it certainly hasn't happened to my my father, but the, the, you know, like the parents that are in their, you know, late 70s, early 80s, maybe even older, they don't want any needles, like refuse, none, flat out. you know, and that then gets into the whole family kind of unit, too, in conversation. So, you know, I'm, I want to go to our family experts here, Kirsten and Charlotte. I mean, if we're having angst, just as adults or whatever, I can't imagine if, you know, and we do all have families and having that conversation, too, right, about am I going to get vaccinated or not or what kind of vaccine, um, like uh, Jenny was mentioning and like we're all... Uh, we all know because unfortunately social media has like tons of medical experts on there with all great information and so reliable that causes panic and fear. Am I kind of correct? Jenny? Charlotte? <laughs> Come on, unmute your mic. <laughs> well, I'll start, Kirsten and Jenny, you can join in. Um, you know, you have to limit. I, I'm limiting how much news I'm watching. I, I can only talk for my family. My mother's been vaccinated um, and her friends have all been vaccinated and they all had a party because they're all down in Florida celebrating <laughs> that they all got vaccinated. <laughs> so that's Florida beach. for you. Um, but my mom did say that um, after she, leading up to this shot, um, her anxiety was quite quite heightened. And so were all of her friends because they were all living in fear of catching COVID. Um, because everybody down in the States knows somebody who's passed away from COVID. I know here we're not seeing that as much, but down there 
it's it's a big reality. In fact, I got a text on the weekend about a friend, um, of acquaintance of mine, same age as me, um, and he's he's dead now from COVID. So that was a little bit hard for me as well. Um, and I know that uh, from my mom too. Um, you know, she's and my mother-in-law. Um, they both will have to produce that they've been vaccinated to fly back to Canada. Um, my mother-in-law recently came back from winter down in Phoenix. Um, she went through Calgary. She presented her certificate. She had her COVID test upon arriving in Calgary, spent the three days in the hotel, had a second test, and then flew back to Winnipeg and isolated there. Um, and the travel coming back was easy. Um, everybody was very thankful that she's been vaccinated mm -hmm. through the process. Um, and of course she doesn't have COVID. And so she's now back living um, <laughs> her normal life now back in Winnipeg, whatever normal is. I mean, cause yeah. she's, she's in her eighties. Um, but she, she had anxiety as well leading up to it. Um, so did her friends. They all were feeling the same thing. Um, so, you know, what do you want to do? Do you want to live with anxiety going forward, you know, by not getting this, the vaccination? Cause I mean, COVID's going to be like polio. It, it'll always be like when polio was prevalent, Mm -hmm. People were always living in fear of catching it. Um, so it, so my head goes to that as well. So I'm going to get vaccinated when I can. I know that uh, I guess my age is up now. <laughs> so I will be booking it because um, I want to go to Australia with Robin when we can. And I want to travel. Oh, yeah. Listen, look at her. <laughs> um, and I want to be able to go to the gym and I want to be able to do to live my life. Um, so, Kirsten, do you want to add to this? <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it's interesting because uh, in my family, where there's lots of anxiety, uh, none of us have actually been anxious about getting the shot. It's, it's, uh, it's really interesting. I haven't really paused and thought about that, but it's just kind of a no-brainer. And I get mine on Saturday, so I'm ready to go. And uh, I'm excited about it. And we haven't really, we haven't really gone down that rabbit hole of, um, you know, conspiracy and what if, you know, we've done our research, we've looked at the pros and the cons, and you're right, the chances of getting uh, sick with COVID and having long-term uh, side effects and like serious, uh, even death is way higher than getting blood clot through uh, the AstraZeneca shot. So that's what I'm getting on Saturday. And it's interesting because we're all just very eager and keen to line up, but we also, um, in my family, we also see it as a bit of a uh, duty to the community. We need to get ahead of this third wave. Uh, we don't, we don't, I, I don't think we have, um, you know, really have the option to sit on it and, and fuss too much and wonder and then complain about lockdowns. And I mean, we either are, are in this to uh, create change with this third wave coming and supporting the community how we can or don't complain and don't go anywhere. <laughs> That's my thought. But, um, and it's interesting because my daughter has, uh, my youngest daughter who still lives at home, has a, a long-term boyfriend and his family uh, chooses not to vaccinate on anything. So we have all these conversations, but I'm also always really, really aware of not to offend him too much. I mean, this is how he was raised. This is his family's beliefs um, and, and that's, you know that that's their beliefs however um I, I try not to offend him but so that's kind of on the front of my thoughts when these conversations are happening i just 
texted her to let her know I got my shot appointment on Saturday and she's like, yay. And uh, yeah, we're all celebrating that we can get the needle. We're in. So she's going to get vaccinated, but her boyfriend won't. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 So that, yeah, that's, um, that's really interesting. And, and they're probably not the first people like that or couples like that. Um, so, and I'm going to welcome Susan too. Susan, have you been vaccinated? No, not yet, but I was able to get my appointment yesterday because my age came up and, uh, I'm going Thursday. So it took me literally five minutes to set up my account, make an appointment. And I took the first one available. So Thursday. There you go. The, oh, easy yep, peasy. Very easy. Well, we do have, you know, well, Cynthia, it's not anything like what you have in, in England, but uh, this new website called protectmb.ca, and that has all the information there. So, yes, I, I'm registered too. So here's the big thing now. Okay, so they lowered the age to 40. To get AstraZeneca, if you are registered at the super site, it's Pfizer. And then, you know, you're hearing all of the different things, and, and I realize that, but... There is just as, I, and Cynthia, I just saw your comment there. It is FUD because there's just so much information. And you know that, yes, I'm going to get it. But, yeah, do I want to? I don't know. I, I, that's all these kind of little questions popping in my head. And, it, and now it's kind of like kind of boiled in me. And it's just like, well, why don't I just cancel my appointment at the super site and I can go to Shoppers Drug Mart and get my shot or wherever or Sobeys or Costco. Um, or do I feel safer at the super site? I don't know. And we're all in lockdown, right? So it's not like I, when I asked <laughs> Cynthia, so are you now like going to be just running around going crazy because I'm vaccinated? <laughs> I don't know. Who can answer my question? What was your question? I don't know. Uh, like people <laughs> like, I don't know. I have, do I... Well, I guess the question was, do you stay at the super site or do you just go for it? I, like, personally, I'm I'm a big fan of what they're saying. Get the first one that comes up. Yeah. Because, look, the it's anything is a gamble in life, right? I can walk outside and someone can drive their car and hit me. Mm -hmm. And I've probably got as much chance of that as something else happening through you know a vaccine and i've got a higher chance of of getting COVID. so but people have to weigh it up personally like yeah. where does their anxiety fit with it what feels best to them um but you know i like you've you've got to kind of sit and decide for yourself trust your gut what does your gut say like if you sit yeah. in it and you go, what do I do? What's your gut saying? That's the place to trust for each individual. Mm -hmm. um, I think that um, what the province should do, and this is just my personal opinion, but also I, I, I think I read something about this in the paper, that because there's that doubt, you know, you uh, several of us have talked about, or I've heard several talk about, you know, people not wanting to get the vaccine because they don't know, they don't trust, and what if, what if, what if. I think that the province should put out some advertisements or something, some some community promotion, giving the facts. You know, this is what happens if you get the vaccine versus this is what happens if you get COVID. So it's 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 kind of two ways. One is 
is almost like scaring people in a sense that, ooh, you know, maybe I should get the vaccine because what if I get COVID and this is what could happen? But then also on the other side is, you know, the benefits of getting the vaccine. You know, you talk about community, you talk about protection and and so on. And, and so by giving them more information, because I don't think they're giving us, and don't get me started on their whole handling of this whole pandemic, but <laughs> they, they're not giving the information. And so if they don't give you the information, then you're left wondering, well, okay, so what's going on? What do we do? And, and so I think that if people had more information about it, they might feel a little more ready to say, okay, you know what? Not, maybe that's not so bad. Maybe I should get that vaccine because of all of these really good reasons. And that's just my take on it. Any other comments in there? I just think too, I mean, everything has just happened so fast. I mean, really, if you kind of think of it, even with the vaccines and how many there are already, uh, when we know before pre-COVID, how long it would take for a vaccine to even come to fruition is years. So I think that too is riding on a lot of people's minds, but you know, definitely this seems to be the only answer to get ahead of COVID. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's information. I, like I'd mentioned this website, protectmb.ca, you can go there um, and it's trying to, like Jenny said, I guess, provide some information and general information. And really it's, it's really promoting for you to get your vaccine. And they are looking for stories, like stories like yourselves, Ginny and, and Robin, to share with the public. Um, and then again, it's to, you know, massage and whatever and, and dissuade any of the anxiety and doubt and say that, oh, wow, if she can do it or he can get the shot, then yeah, I, I think I can do it. So that's sort of their way of doing it. But I know it's just, I think so much information, uh, but without little direction and social media of course doesn't help that much either. you know what i find really interesting if i can say this yeah it, i've heard this conspiracy theories like all over the place about you know the the government's going to be tracking us seems to be the one that keeps coming up and my head keeps going well i don't know about you but like i'm pretty boring like there's no big <laughs> giveaway happening over here <laughs> like, so what's going on in your house that that's like that's like a fear thing because i don't know i don't know I keep, I keep laughing when people say that. Oh, um, just wait. You'll get the extra juice shot, Kirsten. So then <laughs> that just will make you go real crazy. And <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe it will get really interesting around yeah, here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Spice up something in your life. Get the jab. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but uh, I'm going to maybe change the topic a little bit, and we'll probably get back to it. Uh, speaking of social media and big events that hopefully, you know, Everybody will be vaccinated so they can all go to the Olympics in Japan. Um, has anybody seen our wonderful Canadian uniform? Lo and behold, a jean jacket. Would you put that on, Robin? <laughs> this, is, this is our closing ceremonies. Wonderful apparel. Oh, there's Susie. Uh, I, can't, I can't see the front of it, so I don't know. Oh, see, well, okay, do we have the front? Yes, we do. There's the front. <laughs> I don't know whether it's worse, front or back. Well, you know, I, it, it, it always seems to me like, you know, as a sporting person who used yes. to play high level and have to wear, like, blazers and skirt. <laughs> um, 
you know, I never enjoyed that. So, like, being a bit more casual, yeah, why not? But I, I, I don't know whether that's, I, yeah, I'm just okay. Not okay, sure so about and then let's see the American uh, uniforms. If we can go back, that's not the American uniform. There we go. Like now, to me, that looks a little bit more. Oh, that's nicer. That's nicer. And I, you know, I'm hoping the Australians wear kangaroo skin ones. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Well, there have been a lot of fashion faux pas, but welcome, Susie. Okay, you know, you're on you're Mr. Miss Social Media. What do you think of that uniform for Canada? I will not diss denim products. As you can see, <laughs> I'm wearing my jean jacket today. <laughs> and I think this is one of those things that is going to be a collector's item. So uh, get really? yours while you can. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, yeah. Anybody oh, else? I was just going to say the jean jacket. That's the Canadian. Uh, that's Canadian tuxedo, <laughs> right? Yeah, but uh, I, and I know it's an ode to uh, Japanese street art. But me being Japanese, I'm almost a little offended. <laughs> like I don't know. Kind of looks like uh, you know a child got hold of that jean jacket and just went wild <laughs> with some patchwork and some felt crayons and whatever. But Cynthia, have you seen what does England's uh, outfit look like? I haven't seen England's outfit. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of watching it to see who's going to keep dropping out. Yeah. To be quite honest, because of just the way things are going. Uh, I mean, I have uh, a client who lives in Tokyo, and they said things are getting tighter and tighter and tighter because of the levels going up and everything else. So. You know, it's really intriguing as I talk with people around the world mm -hmm. and, you know, it's always a conversation piece of like what's going on on the ground, right? Versus what you hear in the press or in social media, what's really happening? What are people experiencing? And in that case, it's like, I don't know, honestly, at this point, if there's actually going to be an Olympics. Um, so I haven't really paid attention to what the UK is doing. Um, they're definitely not jean jackets, but they're super hot here. And in fact, I keep on the back of my chair. This, this is the hot item these days, camo, camo. but it's actually reused um, or repurposed designer um, military. Is it there? I have the Royal Air Force insignia. It still has some of the badges and everything on it. Wow. And then I got it custom embroidered on the back with bling. So that's kind of a hot item. Um, over here, so who knows? They can might yeah. have be all dressed in army fatigues. Hey, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's fashion for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Susie, we've been talking off awful lot about vaccines and vaccinations, and um, you know, they, since they've dropped now the age group to forty, are are you going? Are you? Oh yes, I'm getting yes. mine tomorrow. Can't wait. Oh. Yes, and then and then your husband too. He's already had his because oh. he's actually immunocompromised. Oh, okay. um, so he was lucky enough to get his, um, I want to say, a couple weeks ago, I believe at the beginning of this month. And then oh, he has nice. his second shot scheduled for June already. My parents got theirs last week. Thank goodness. That was a huge relief for, um, for me and my sister. So, yeah, uh, me and my sister are going tomorrow night. Wonderful. 
Yes. Yes. So, so excited. As I've said before, as I said on Twitter today, Gen X is going to save the planet once again. So yeah, go get your shots. Everyone, everyone's like lining up to get their fake ID for the bar and we're all just like, woo, let's go. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I'm into it. Totally. <laughs> oh, so no conspiracy theories for you then, right? Tracy, have we met? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I have no patience for that kind of stupidity. None. What was the great, the great meme or uh, saying that I was the other day? The same people who think that the moon landing uh, was fake think that we also had the technology to put DNA changing stuff in the vaccine. It's just wild. So, yeah, I just laugh and it's just like, yeah, no, I'm good. I will trust the scientists and I will trust that um, we need this to get, you know, to the other side of this pandemic and hooray for medicine. It's why we're all here in some respect and why our kids don't know about polio or measles or mumps or anything like that. And I am all for it. Pump it right in. <laughs> Bam. There you go. I will. And I just, but it still kind of perplexed me or baffles me on how there are still naysayers and not, you know, conspiracy mongers or whatever, but clearly people that do not take the shot. Um, that haven't before saying I'm always going to be like that, though, I think. And, you know, anti-vaxxers are nothing new per se. Right. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's just one of those things where, first of all, if you if you know the process for what vaccinations do, if mm -hmm. you've listened to the experts, if you've watched, you know, different explanations about how this is supposed to work. And, you know, regardless of which version, the, the safest version you can get is the one that you can get. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Susan, I... And I do have a friend who's working at the super site here. Oh. And uh, he said that um, there's a lot of people who have just, you know, like burst into tears when they get their shot because oh. they're so happy and they're so relieved. And a lot of them have said, because it was the older people that were getting it, like, I am so happy I get to hug my grandkids again. You know, and if our parents and grandparents can do it for us, then we can absolutely do it for them oh. and for our kids too. Yeah. No, for sure. And we were talking about that too, is that, you know, once you get vaccinated, what are the, what are your parameters? Well, of course, we're all still all living in a, yes, on a lockdown. Yeah. yeah, you still have to adhere. You're not, you know, you're not safe right away. Um, but you absolutely want to adhere to those protocols and everything that they tell you to still maintain, you know, your masks and your distancing and your hand washing. It's not, it's not a superhero cape, you know, it's just <laughs> one step to getting everybody to that next step. So yeah, we still have to be vigilant. We still have a third wave that's coming. Um, there's somebody I know, I just found out this morning, uh, who's in hospital in ICU in Ontario. Mm -hmm. And that is very stressful and very upsetting. She's a mom of, of two, three young kids, just like I am. And she's fighting for her life right now. So this is not, this is not over. And it's nothing that we can be um, flippant about. We still need to be vigilant and we still need to take care of each other. Yeah. And I guess, you know, that just leads to... Again, and I'll go to Susan, being our positivity practitioner and thinking positive, Susan, through all of this. I mean, you know, getting, the, getting your shot and then still living in this uh, kind of thing. And, you know, and especially if you're in a family environment with younger kids or, or you're, you know, you're dealing with um, maybe aged elderly parents and stuff like that. There still are a lot of pressures just for us even to even be on an even playing field both mentally and, you know, physically. So things that I guess we can do in all of this. Well, I would say, I know that every time anybody gets a vaccination, we're that much closer to having herd immunity or having some people protected. And it's that 
um, domino effect. If one person is protected, so are many, many others. So every time I hear of people who are excited about it and going to get their shot, I, I'm thrilled to hear that. From the positive side, I mean, I've seen that, you know, sometimes, yeah, for myself, even just taking moments to um, accept where we're, we're at, we're in a third wave, which I'm surprised that every time we have another wave, I'm surprised. But uh, accepting it, taking deep breath and doing what we can and just keep moving forward, eventually we will come out of this in a different world. I think it's going to be a better world, but I think we're going through very much of a shaking up and a bit of a reckoning right now. So I have a lot of hope that it's going to be a better world on the other side of all this. At the same time, um, we do what we can. We influence who we can. We look after each other. Uh, we infuse some fun in each and every day. Um, you know, get out with nature, doing something that makes you laugh and just take it a step and a day at a time because this is not, this is not an easy time. But uh, the most important thing is that we do it together because mm -hmm. that's the, that's the best way to move through it. So, yeah. Well, yeah, times. Uh, and just reading in the chat too, uh, while Susan, you were talking, Cynthia, you're right. You know, you always are right. If we have, uh, live a life of acceptance, you know, along with those that do not want to the, take the vaccine or do not want to follow by the rules, um, you know, Cynthia's motto, acceptance without understanding, um, that is probably the best way. Otherwise, we'd probably all go crazy. Um, to all of you ladies, uh, and, and uh, should we just have totally locked down? And no. Nope. Jenny says no. I say yes. I've watched my country do it, and I've watched the results. They have a normal life right now. Yeah. Charlotte? You know, I'm agreeing with Robin. I know economically it's that's the the toss up when you mm -hmm. shut down, but I've been hearing what's going on in Australia and New Zealand and uh and we're still where we were at this time last year, I guess. So yeah. um Yeah. I'm curious with the total shutdown because there are still people that I know who are evading and going against the recommendations, the health guidelines, what's, I'm not sure, lawful, but certainly they would be eligible for um, tickets and fines, and they're skirting it anyway. So even if we have a total lockdown, how do you avoid that? How do you avoid um, the people who are just going to go around it anyways? So um, New Zealand and Australia did have some of those people who went around it anyway. New Zealand locked down for six weeks. You couldn't even get takeout from a restaurant, right? But they're all living a normal life now. And the, um, like the issue to the economy, they locked down once. They've had a couple of very short lockdowns, but it's, it's actually, it was so much cheaper than what we're doing here uh, for the economy, like so much less impact the Australia and New Zealand economy than the way we've gone about this. Um, Australia has less cases and less deaths for 25 million people than Manitoba has. Wow. So 
yeah, I'm I'm staunch on that. I'm just like, what the hell are we doing playing this? Lockdown, open up a bit. Lockdown, oh, open up. Locked, oh, not quite lockdown. Well, yeah. like it's yeah. harder on people's mental health mm-hmm. to continually play this game. And, I, like, I'm almost in tears because I watch people's mental health be completely screwed over by the way we're dealing with this. And I'm just like, why? Why? Why do we why do we stay in this? Sorry, I'm gonna stop talking now. No, it would have to be a, a federal initiative, like this provincial uh, you know, locking down. Um and it would also have to be a, a secure lockdown of the US border. I mean, and I don't know what that would be mean for goods transporting, but um yeah, I'm 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 totally with you, Robin. Um and then I also question on on the idea that um yeah just how it, it couldn't be done provincially. It would have to be done on a much bigger scale. And uh, that would include um, something different with the U.S. border, with the transportation of goods and services and folks across. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think, now, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, Cynthia. Well, you know, I've experienced that in two countries. I've experienced that in Colombia, where they did a complete lockdown all flights canceled, everything else. That's why I was living there for six months. Um, and it allowed the government to keep a cap on it until they kind of went from really closed to really open. And so the rates kind of went through the roof. But in the UK, we're just coming out of four months of serious lockdown. Now, the difference between what Colombia has done and what's happened in the UK is A, of course, different timelines. So vaccines are now available when they weren't originally when I was living in Colombia. And as they did that, they also didn't stop trade and they didn't stop um, in either country. Mm-hmm. Trade needs to move. That's how we're getting food and other products. But it was also the fact that airlines coming in and you know, kind of people being sequestered into hotels to go through isolation. So. In the UK, they're coming out of four months where they've implemented the hotel sequestering, which is what happens in Australia and New Zealand, but we also have the vaccine on top of it. So if you can combine all of those things, then it's worth it to go through the period of lockdown, get control, ramp up the vaccine program, and then create a plan to come out of it. And to Susan's point, there's always going to be dissenters to the process. Um, and the question is, what do you do with them? Well, you know, acceptance is you can't change them. So you have, the only choice you have is to accept them. But you have no other choice because you cannot change them. And in doing so, you do have a choice after you accept them. And that is, do you want to interact with them in your world? And that could be immediate family. And you have to make hard decisions as to what, you want to allow into your life and that's the hard part about living a life of acceptance is much like everything every time we have a choice there's a consequence Mm -hmm. so in this case you can't change them you can only accept them but when you once you do that you do have to then make a decision do you want them in your life the way that they are and you know i think that was to robin's point People will find out what their choices 
will result in what they're allowed to do or not do. Right now, the most obvious seems to be international travel for people that do not vaccinate will probably not be a reality for a very long time. Mm -hmm. That's their choice. Yeah. It's not wrong. It's just they don't get to do that and have everything else. It's a choice. Mm -hmm. So, Jenny? I think that if they uh, close, do a lockdown again, it's going to decimate so many businesses. Um, the small mm -hmm. businesses for sure, you know, like the restaurants and the small shops. It's it's going to be it's going to be horrific, and I don't think um, many will be able to recover from it, regardless of how much funding they're getting from the government. And and then when you look at you know Costco, for instance, and some of the like Walmart and, and so on, where is the social distancing? Where is the you know you should be wearing your mask? You you know you should, you should use a sanitizer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I, I don't know. It, it it's just it's just not uh, equal across the board. You know because the, the smaller ones are getting punished almost for this, and even the gyms. You know, like I, I teach uh, fitness at, at a number of facilities. So before the, the lockdown, they were doing absolutely everything. Social distancing, sanitizing, you know, 25%, 50%, whatever it is. You have to wear a mask while you're exercising, even as an instructor, wearing one while I'm teaching. And they were doing all of that. And they still shut it down. It's like, nope, nope, we have to shut you down because, because. Like, again, if you bring in science, it's like, okay, give me the science behind why we have to shut down. And to Robin's point about, you know, if the province, again, getting back, if they had done the complete lockdown one first, done, let's okay, do it, and then see how it is. But again, the up and down, it's like lockdown, no, yes, a little bit here and there. It's just very confusing. So I, I just think that, that that would be, if we had to go through another lockdown, it, it yeah, it would, it would be, uh, it would be horrible. Well, what about you, Susie? I tend to agree with Jenny and that, um, you know, we have, we seem to have people who want their cake and to eat it too, all the time. And, um, you know, you can't have one without the other, right? So there are people who are, um, you know, like Jenny said, like, uh, where are the, um, the enforcements when it comes to the bigger box stores like Walmart or Costco or whatever it might be, uh, versus the little shops. And it's not as if, you know, um, solutions or innovations weren't or couldn't be have couldn't have been implemented for smaller shops i mean nobody can control their space like a smaller shop can right like there's really no reasoning as to why they would ever have to be shut down in the first place especially when you consider the footprint of what they have and how they're able to control that you could even have booked appointments online to make sure that you're the only people in there like this is not rocket science right uh, at the same time, though, then you have these bigger box stores who, of course, also have, you know, lobbying people. They have big bucks and they pay money to belong to associations and they, you know, do those things and can get in touch with politicians. So, I mean, there's so much of that happening. And when it comes to, like Cynthia had said, when it comes to the travel and the lockdown, lockdowns, well... Okay, so we've stopped driving travel, but we never stopped air travel, really. We have people who are coming in from Mexico or Dominican Republic or wherever and, like, refusing to wear masks, refusing to quarantine when they come back. Like, what? Why are we allowing this? If you refuse, your fine should be double automatically, as far as I'm concerned. Like, that's ridiculous. There's no... Um, there's no um, 
what's the word? It's not even punishment, but there's no enforcement and then there's no power behind the enforcement. Like it's just words. We're just throwing things out there and seeing if they're going to stick as opposed to really driving a hard line and saying, if you leave the country and you come back, you are absolutely not allowed into the country until you quarantine. Like, come on. We need to have we need to have some understanding that we live in a society and that we we have to be responsible for our fellow human beings and the people who are doing these types of things unbelievable just zero regard for other people it's, it's quite appalling well and i think and maybe i'll throw this out to all of you i know that susie you have to leave but i think the the problem with that and i've heard too because it was in regards to the ticketing and the high price of ticketing and i saw cynthia's uh chat they're saying yeah it's five thousand dollars for um illegally entering the company or what com a country but it is not a law these are not laws and it baffles me because they can make vaccines and push them through so fast but they can't make probably it'll be three simple laws regarding travel regarding um you know private residency and where people are and large gatherings at churches and weddings and they should be laws and then they can be enforced these are restrictions suggestions and yeah. and as usual you're relying on the uh on the good nature of people to abide by those exactly and we are seeing that there's a lot of people who do not possess that trait don't care at all and they're willing to buck the system and just don't care see what see what you can do to me because mm -hmm. they know that there's nothing behind it, right? Whereas the rest of us are just like, just because you can do it, doesn't mean you should. The other people are just like, well, I can, I'm going to, and you can't stop me. And with that, I have to pop out, loves. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, thank you, Susie, for that. Okay, well, all of those people that are thinking they're uh, getting away with it, Susie's watching you. So you're in trouble. <laughs> She's gonna come after you. But it's so um, true. Yeah, go ahead, Jenny. No, I was going to say, um, I, I actually had a conversation with, about this with my husband the other day. And if you think about, so right now, if you are caught without a seatbelt, and if you're caught texting, the fines have gone up. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he, he suggested that the fines for, you know, all these um, uh, not wearing a mask or not, or not doing what you're supposed to be doing should be double. Hit people where it hurts. And yes, there's that, what Susie was saying that, you know, some people's like, ah, you can't enforce it, you know, so I'm going to do whatever I want. So in, in addition to the increase in fines, have those people enforcing it, you know, give that, I, I don't know what the answer is, but it's like, and, and again, start, start announcing this, that if you are not doing this, this is what it's going to cost you. And maybe make and, them go public. And can we kind yeah. of find the people mm -hmm. who walk? The wrong way in the malls. Oh, <laughs> I've actually said that to a few people, and they say they give me this, you know, finger basically, and none yeah. of your business. And yeah, I know. So you know, for all the money that all of these stores, grocery stores, have put those footprints on there and everything, and I know. Anyways, that was that was my pet peeve. <laughs> the the interesting thing um, with regards to finding and finding more is that. Sadly, sometimes it doesn't always work. I, I used to do uh, focus groups for high-risk drivers, people who speed excessively, people who don't wear their seatbelt, and those who really want to do it and really want to speed and love that excessive speeding will do it. The more the money they have, the more they can spend on fines. They think it's a great thing. It's bizarre that that's just their approach. And... Um, 
So raising the fines is not necessarily going to sadly be enough of a deterrent. Perhaps posting names mm-hmm. in paper and publicly might might do it. But the fines, from what I've seen in my work historically, doesn't always do it. <laughs> so. That's so yeah. sad. Hey, I- I have a question for everybody, and I did this once, and I just want to pull the group and see if anyone else has done this, but I lived down and around the corner from a store, and I was running there to get something, and I uh, ran into the store, and uh, all of a sudden, I didn't have my mask on, and all of a sudden, I was like, oh, and I was so embarrassed, and I had to go back out and find my mask. Okay, but am I being, and I would never intentionally do that, and I left immediately. Has anyone else done that, or am I the only one who's done that? Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> I've done that when I've come back from a walk with my dog and I walk into the apartment and my mask is in my pocket and I go to get in the lift and I'm like, oh, shit. But there's so many people in my goddamn apartment building that don't wear masks. I want to I wanna punch them. I want to say, what the is wrong with you? And I'm just like, what's the point? I, I think about... A quarter of the people I see are wear masks in my apartment building. Really? Like, I think I should charge you with murder if I die. Um, <laughs> but you know, what do you do? That's uh, that's interesting. Are they uh, younger mm. people in your place or a mix? No, it's it's a whole mix, and I just I don't get it. There's signs everywhere, and I'm clear that they don't enforce it here. But it's like, what's wrong with you? Why, why do you get to do that? So, and they're obviously going to their place of work or wherever they're going without a mask then too. Or they just decide, to, or they have a mask in the car and wherever they're going, they wear their mask, just not in yeah, no, the apartment block. You don't want to wear it here. There's a bunch of people that don't wear it in my apartment block. You should just uh, take their pictures. Which, which company is that? Sunrix. Oh, sorry, did I say that? Did I say that out loud, that it was a Sunrix property? Oh, well, I think you should just take their pictures, you know, just thinking you're on your phone and and then just post them. (laughs) Shaming. Shaming people, there we go. Yeah, well, hey, and what a better way, right, Mm -hmm. for not wearing your mask? Yeah. Yeah. Tracy, you know, it's intriguing. Um, The conversation is really intriguing because it it actually aligns with, I watched the documentary last night. um, It was on the BBC um, with uh, Greta Thunberg. And it was an up-to-date one because it was about kind of what happened last year and everything else. Um, And she ended up meeting at the end of it with David, uh, Sir Sir David Attenborough who, of course, has been a longtime proponent of the environment. And it was just really intriguing. But she said something that was so profound of all the many things that she said. And I think it relates here is that she broke down and was crying on camera when she said, we've lost our public empathy. Um. Right. And I see that here that people have they've really built that kind of empathy to, and I don't know, maybe you have to be an island country to understand this idea of having to build kind of national empathy 
with it. So, you know, with New Zealand and Australia and here in the UK, and, you know, they talk about, um, I don't remember all the saints because the government kind of has this series, you know, which is, you know, like wear a mask or get the jab, save the NHS, you know, kind of idea. And it's all about the betterment of all of us. And it's about the empathy for us as a community, not me, the individual. Um, hmm. Yeah, that's interesting, Cynthia, because uh, I teach effective oral communications and it's it's um, ironic that in my class yesterday we were talking about empathy, you know, the difference between sympathy and empathy. And basically it, it's empathy is the glue that holds society together. Hmm. Yeah, very interesting. Well, I mean, that's certainly a word that we've been throwing around for a year now. And <laughs> certainly seen it in all of its many shapes and forms. And wow. Okay, so I'm, I'm all pumped. I'll get my shot next week. We'll have like, you know, we'll all be ready, you know, and to party. And I don't know. Yeah, maybe we can all be in the same room. I think that'll be great. <laughs> but anyways, thank you so much for joining again. It's been a wonderful time, and next week's going to be a mixed bag. I want to talk about childcare because, um, well, obviously the budget came down, and it's been a huge thing. But how it's evolved into so much more, and what it means, and and I want to talk about sort of the mental health of women between 35 and 55 um, that are in that age bracket where they've had to. Why is that so funny, Charlotte? Charlotte's just laughing and giggling, and I'm trying to be... There must be something more behind this, but anyways... It was I, Robin's eyebrow that went up to the, the large age group of women. She, he's, she's like, where are you going with this one, Tracy? I know. Hey, you know, if I can let you ramble, you can, like, just sit there and going, where the heck is she going with this one? <laughs> I wasn't saying anything. I just you don't. You don't have to say anything. Yes. I miss that because your screen is so small and it's so far away from me. I can't see. I know. I'll probably have to get glasses next. Okay. So anyways, just the mental health and all the different issues for all of those women in that age bracket. So think about some of the things. Oh, Robin, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go out and play in the snow. Enjoy your, your, your cool Tuesday, and let's hope that it's warm by next week. My goodness. I think this would help embrace a lot of pandemic spirits. Okay. Have a wonderful Thanks, Tuesday. Tracy. Bye. Thanks, Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, Cynthia. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of iLikeQ.com, podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. 
Let's Take This Outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And at letstakethisoutside.ca. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world, and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.